You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. So I just want me to say, Lord, I want better things. I'm facing bigger battles and I need to make better moves. And Lord, I just ask you right now to help to speak uh, to our hearts and our habits because we're facing a lot of things and or, or we're facing a lot of good things and we need to grow and be able to handle what you've given us, Lord. Just speak in this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to look at me right now. Does it matter what you're facing, good, bad, problems, promises? He is bigger. He is bigger. So right now, I want everybody, when I count to three, I want you to give him like 10 seconds of speaking to your valley of dry bones. It may be a big valley. It may be a bone. You may not feel like you got nothing, but I'm going to tell you, we're going to praise him right now. You ready? One, two, three. Speak to it. Lord, we praise you. You are good. We live in a pessimistic world. We're not going to be scared. We're not going to be scared because whether you believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, praise is a better move than pessimism. Uh, so as you're seated, tell three people, say, let's talk about better moves. So we're hitting summertime. We're hitting summertime. We we're talking about this at the conference. Um, we're hitting summertime. And uh, the thing about summer, thing about summer, and we were talking about the conferences, uh, most churches take a 20% hit across the board in growth, and many take way more than that. And I just, I may be crazy, especially with a lot of people traveling today. I may be crazy, but I don't, I, 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 I believe we're going to continue building momentum this summer. I do. I believe it because God has done something special this year. And number one is there's a lot of people that need to be in these seats that aren't yet. Whether you're at the beach or not, they aren't here yet. And I believe that, but I'm talking more than that. I'm talking more, we're not, I'm not talking about building more people. Obviously, that's a byproduct of growth, but um, we're going to build people this summer. We're going to build people this summer. I'm not just praying for it. We as a church are preparing for it. It's just we got to make better moves, and that's what we're going to do. We are making room to make that happen. We are in the process of uh, purchasing almost all new tech equipment where we can produce a much better online service because there are is a lot of people that are hungry for what God is doing here, whether they've heard of us yet or not. We're going to have a much better service for you to be able to share and to, to, to share every Sunday and tune in when you're not here. And if you're right here, if you're here with me right now and you're Catafam and you're not a guest, you need to be sharing that video. If it speaks to you, it can speak to somebody else. Tell somebody, say, better moves. We are also reading through the New Testament. Starting today, just so you know, while wait, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot today. Tara will be sharing the group page on our church page today so that you can join it this afternoon and throughout the week. Because if you truly want to grow this summer, whether you're at the beach or whether you're here, if you truly want to grow, we're going to read through the New Testament in the next three months. It's not that hard. New Testament is not all that daunting if you really want to grow. And so we're going to read through it. And in that group, uh, we're going to post. You can talk, ask questions, see what other people are saying because you're one of those stalker social media people that you like to watch everybody else talk because you're scared to talk. And we're going to talk through the New Testament. We're going to grow together. Tell somebody, say better moves. 
We're also preparing. I'm just giving you a sneak peek into the summer. I ain't giving you the whole thing. I'm just giving you a little bit of it. But we are preparing and praying and saving to be more generous to Sharps Creek Elementary School than we've ever been before because those five or 600 students are our responsibility. They're our Jerusalem, whether they come to Catalyst or not. And so I'm not banking on 20% or anything. I'm banking on building momentum and I'm trusting God on whatever that looks like. And I give you my promise this way. I give you my promise. I am going to preach my heart out, uh, whether this place is empty or packed, like it's Easter Sunday, every Sunday I preach this summer. And if you're at the beach, I encourage you to tune in. I'll make it worth it. God will make it worth it, not me. And if you're here, you better be engaged. Tell somebody, say better moves. We are making better moves as a church, and I'm believing that whatever that growth and momentum looks like, I'm not waiting for the fall. So if you're with me right now, online or in person, tell the person next to you or drop a comment, say, we're not waiting. We're moving. We're moving. But let's talk about better moves in your life. Y'all ready? Say, I'm ready to get in your business. Say, don't please, Ben. Let's talk about it in your life. Because here's the, here's the truth. It takes better, it takes security and maturity to make better moves in your life. Been talking about it all year. We started our mission. We started this church. Our vision statement was move. And I've been realizing now a lot of people are making moves. They're just making bad ones. And so this year I said, no, it's not just, let's, let's, let's deepen and broaden this thing. Let's make better moves. When you grow, when you, grow you make better moves. You make better decisions. Uh, better things matter more to you. And it takes maturity and security to make better moves. It does, because uh, some people won't like it. Some people won't like you for it. You're going to lose some short-term benefits making long-term better moves. I'm going to say that again for everybody that didn't hear it and, and, and is going to have trouble when they get out of here today because somebody's going to give them a hard time and be their toxic for today and tomorrow and every next week too. You will lose some short-term benefits making long-term better moves in your life. And so I just want to make better moves simple today. I just want to make it simple because I'm a simple guy. I want to make it so easy a caveman can do it. Because I'm simple. I'm simple. So I'm going to leave you with no excuses today. Online, I'm going to leave you with no excuses today. Matt, will you say that with me? Say no excuses. I know I got a sleepy crowd and that's okay because I'm going to stay focused. Um, here it is. You ready? First thing, say this with me. Say watch. Listen. You want it? You want it? I'm going to make it so easy today that you're going to have no excuses. So you're either going to ignore me, be mad at me, or you're going to do something with it. I don't know. We'll see. Tell somebody, say, watch, listen. Watch, listen. One more time. Say, watch, listen. Scripture says this. It says, listen and hear my voice. Pay attention to what I say. Say, listen. Solomon said, whoever listens to what is taught will succeed, and whoever trusts the Lord will be happy. Say, listen. Now watch this. Say, keep a close. Say that with me. Watch. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Paul's telling Timothy, a young guy, this. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you or in our sake, those who love us, our family, because if we're not keeping a watch, you can't, you can't get mad at your kids for not keeping a watch on their life. Keep your eyes focused on what is right and look straight to what is good. Say, watch, listen. So your kids, 
you don't really realize how much they don't pay attention until they're of driving age. They're too busy playing their computer games, especially kids now, and their, their cell phones that they don't pay attention. Then they get your license. They're like, Mom and Dad, where's Dairy Queen again? It's like, bruh, you've had a lifetime supply of blizzards. You need to get out of here with that mess. You should have paid attention. Baby girl, still back out. I'm like, you've been driving like 17, not 17 years. It feels like it some days. You don't know how to get there. You've lived in Carrollton your whole life. For real, say distracted. We live in a world of distraction. And here's the thing about it. You're going to pay a heavy price living distracted. Just, I'm just going to put it out there. Your life is going to be as hard as, dist- as, you, as you are distracted. Pay attention. Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus. In other words, watch me. You don't have a dad? It's not an excuse. Watch good men be good men. Watch good women be good women. When you're at work, don't sit at the lunch table of the people that you just enjoy or entertain by. Why don't you sit at the lunch table of the people that you want to emulate? You look up to them. Ask them questions. Take them out to lunch. Shannon Lovelady, for the last two years, that man is as busy as anybody I've ever seen. But if I text him, he knows I want to pick his brain because he has about 15 years on this thing on me. And I want to spend time with people like that. The Bible says that, the wise, that, the wise, that uh, if you walk with the wise, you will be wise, but a companion of fools will suffer. You have no excuses. If you, if you want to be a good woman, but you didn't have a great motherly figure, watch mothers. Watch women. You want to be a career woman? You don't want to be a mom and everybody's wanting you to be a mom, but you want to succeed in your career or become a mom later or not at all. Watch good business women that have done something. Take them to lunch. Quit having convenient relationships and grow. Watch. Say it with me. Say watch. Listen. And you're going to pay a price in every part of your life that you're distracted and you don't know what you're doing because you had every chance to pay attention. And we now more than ever live in the most distracted world where we have more things to be distracted by than ever before. And it's only getting worse. And you need to pay attention. We have an ADD culture now. Not just people with ADD. You, have, you, are, you are ADD'd by all the information in front of you. Pastor Mark Limbaugh was the, is, is the lead pastor at Renew Church in Carrollton, Georgia. He was the lead pastor where I served as his associate for years. It's where I met Angie and my family and fell in love with her. I can tell you, Mark Limbaugh taught me about the nuts and bolts of being a shepherd and a pastor in ways that Bible college and seminary could never because they don't have time to spend that much with me. So they don't have that much time to spend with me. I watched him. I worked two jobs, had a lot of responsibility in that season, but I spent more time with Mark Limbaugh than I did any other person in that season. He would tell you, because he said it to me, he said there was a season that he spent more time with me than he did his own sons. You know why? Because I asked for it. And I'm pretty persistent when I ask for something. I watched him make visits. I, I sat in a, I, to this day, I've counseled with a lot of people, been in the office with Tara, helped train her, uh, my wife, I've counseled, I have never been, to this day, I spent more hours in a counseling office with Mark Limbaugh, Pastor Mark, watching him counsel, I watched him, how he made visits, I watched how he handled conflicts, there are things today that I am much louder than him, because I have a different personality, but I handle people, and I learned it when I was 20 and 21 years old, because I took time to be with somebody that had experience. 
I write outlines sometimes like Mark because uh, I learned to write outlines from him. More, It was more clear watching him write an outline than all my preaching classes in grad school and undergrad and combined. Today's outline is a Mark Limbaugh-style outline. They don't teach that at Luther Rice, I promise. For me to discover who Ben was, I had to have a season of watching Mark Limbaugh. 100%. I didn't grow up in a home that was a... That, was, uh, that, was, that knew a lot about pastoring. My mom found Jesus when I was young in my family, but th- there was no leadership and pastoral example in my life. And I learned from him. And I'm going to tell you, pay attention to the people that God puts in your life. They don't have to be perfect, and some of them will only be for a season. Matter of fact, most people in your life are only for a season. And you can cope with hurt when that happens. Pay attention to the people that God puts in your life. And if you don't, you are going to pay a heavy price. I have watched, I watched my papa scutter in seasons. I watched my uncle Bud. I watched Bradford. He says he's a decade older than me. He's 11 years older than me. That's a lie. And And he is, I watched him. I watched my dad. I watched the Harper men. And if you've been here long enough, you know that the Harper men helped start this church. I watched men be men. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want. I knew what I wanted to be and didn't want to be because I'm oblivious to a lot of things, but people aren't one of them. And I watched. And I had a clarity when I started dating Angie. It was like my first girlfriend. I was 29. Never, and, and everybody's like, he don't know what he wants. Yeah, I know what I wanted. More than most people that had 20 million girlfriends and uh, a lot of more experience than me because I watched. Pay attention. You have no excuse. If you will watch and listen, the people in your life that will help you, you can also see some things you don't want to be. Watch. Listen. Say better moves. Watch, listen, say this with me, say learn. Learn. Watch this. I love this. All this point, I got the same book of the Bible because the writer of Hebrews like was banging on this. Uh, Hebrews 6, he says, or she says, some people think it was a girl. Nobody really knows. Uh, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary school teachings, elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. What that means, tell somebody, say grow up. You got to learn. You got to learn. Hebrews 2, so we must be more careful to follow. You can watch and listen, but you're going to follow and learn. So we must be careful to follow what we were taught. Then we will not stray away from the truth. I want to stop right there for a minute. Everybody wants to be an OG. Everybody wants to be original. Everybody wants to be the boss. They want to be the best. Everybody wants to be the starter. Everybody wants to have the bank account. Everybody wants to be the star. Everybody wants to have the respect. Everybody wants to have the the experience. Everybody wants to be looked up to and looked upon. Everybody wants that, but not everybody wants to learn. Samuel does not get to be high priest if he doesn't first have a season of learning to be high priest from Eli. And I don't care how big your promise is, if you don't learn and take the process seasons of your life seriously, you will not prosper. And watching and listening is not enough because a lot of people watch and they've listened, but they haven't learned. They haven't learned, and that's why you repeat a lot of the same stuff in relationships and the same, you're in the same financial message, and it's not your income, it's you haven't learned how to manage your income. Oh, but I just don't have enough. Well, until you learn to manage it, you're really not going to be able to handle more. So it doesn't matter. Just stay broke because you're going to be broke no matter what you have. 
learn. The writer of Hebrews says, let us move beyond elementary school things. You've been in church your whole life and you've got a lot of information, but you haven't learned. And better moves is when you not just watch, you don't just listen, you don't just have a lot of great things inside of you, but you have learned them. Tell somebody, say, you better recognize. So there was a shift in my life. I talked about Pastor Mark. There was a shift in my life, 2012 to 2016. I went from learning and emulating Mark Limbaugh to becoming Ben. 2007, I started spending a lot of time with Pastor Mark, but there was a shift in my life because I learned a lot. of. I, I watched and I listened to him, and I still have received so much from him. But 2012 and 2016, there was this transition in my life where I began to, I had watched and listened for a long time and I began to discover and I quit emulating him. And I even started realizing the differences in my style, personality, and the vision that God has given me and the things I wanted to preach about. And, and it's not that he's wrong. That happened in all my seasons of my life. There was a time that I'm some things that I'd stop doing. My daddy, I'm just like him. But there's some things that, no, nah, I don't want to be Van Bonner. I'm not called to be. He's not called to be me. Same with Papa Scudder, with Uncle Bud, with Bradford. Bradford, out of everybody, anybody I've ever known, he is the most kindred person. I told Angie, I said, I bet there's a lot of people like, yeah, they cousins. But we are not the same person. We're not called to be. The Harper men, I, they helped me uh, in so many ways being a husband. I began to see things that I wanted to emulate. But I'm telling you, I'm not them and they're not me. So it's not a cut to say that those men that helped me discover who I am, I'm still not called to be them. I'm not a robot. And so I began to learn. Tell somebody, say, you better recognize. I began to learn. And I'm going to tell you, you do not grow up. You do not learn staying in the fourth grade. If you aren't promoted to fifth grade and sixth grade and seventh grade, you never broaden your understanding and, the, and discover the things that God has given you to discover. You do not learn in the fourth grade. You do not learn living in your parents' basement forever. So watch. Listen, I'm giving y'all a formula. If you want to hear it and do something about it, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It will bring results in your life. If you want better things, if you want better relationships, if you want wholeness and solid, uh, solid things in your life, this is how you do it. It's straight in scripture. Say learn. Learn. Writer of Hebrews also says this. There, this is just blows my mind. I'm, I mean, you talk about the scripture speaks to right where every one of us are. There is much more we would like to say about this. This is what the writer says. I want to tell you a lot more, but you, but you ain't ready. It, but it's difficult to explain why, especially, here's why, since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Woo! You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. So these were not new Christians. These were seasoned, Christ, seasoned Christians. These are people that have been in the game a while. Going to church 40 years. Can tell everybody else scripture and teach class. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. Stop right there. Notice what he said. He said the basic things because when you stop growing in your life, it's not because you don't, can't process and understand the deeper things. It's because you thought you outgrew the basic things. 
You do not outgrow the basic principles of the gospel. People are like, he, I just hear the same thing at church on Sundays. Yep, because if you lose sight of the same things and the main things, you're going to lose your entire life to whatever consumes you, and something will. He says, guys, you have outgrown, thought you outgrown the basics. Now you're having to relearn the basics in your life. Man, you get divorced three times. You've had a lot of experience being married, married but you know what? You get married, you got to learn how to be married again because single people that have been single 20 years live like 16-year-olds. That's what I'm just saying. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. You kick yourself for some of the mistakes you made and some of the, some of the you made a fool out of yourself getting mad if you just settled down for 10 minutes. Why do I always do this? Why do I always do this? And it leads me to some, why do I always date dummies? Because you're an infant, spiritually mature. And it's not a cut, it's just you lost sight of some things. And he says, solid food is for those who are mature. What is maturity? Through training, say learning, have the skill to recognize, tell somebody, say, you better recognize the difference between right and wrong. See, you acknowledge your mistakes, but you haven't learned from them. You feel bad about them, but have you learned from them? You know, scripture to dress, you know, just enough scripture to be dangerous and dress them up and, and, make, them, and make them look better, but have you learned from them? Because if you haven't, what happens is you're constantly in a seat. You don't have anything solid in your life. You're, you're real. Here's, here's what drinking milk looks like in your spiritual life when you haven't learned. Uh, you're going credit card to credit card debt because you don't know how to manage your money. Relationship to relationship, emotion to emotion. They love me. They love me not. I'm good. I'm bad. I'm back. I'm better than ever. Oh, next week. That's milk drinking. That's milk drinking. I found the love of my life. It's a week. It's six months from now, you're going to be back in the same heartbroken position you were three, three years ago. Milk. Milk. It's milk because you haven't learned some things. And God is trying to teach you some things. You go from job to job. You've been whining about the unfair stuff that happened years ago. Years ago. The people that hurt you don't even remember you. Or they don't remember what they did to you and you're still in it. And it's more raw for you than ever. I mean, it was 20 years ago. They, don't, they didn't know you. Quit trying to prove people wrong that overlooked you 10 years ago. You need to learn. There's some things you need to learn. You need to learn them. Say recognize. Say recognize. You want solid in your life? You want solid relationships, you want solid income, retirement, you want solid people, you want solid security and peace and to be level. You know how you get that? Because God has given you so many examples, good, bad, broken, painful, and it's time for you to watch, listen, process, learn, and then make better moves. Say do. Say do. You watch, listen, learn. If you don't do, matter, can we just say it twice? Say do do. Yeah. yeah. Say it again. Say do do. You need, I'm going to say it twice, not just because the word do-do, but because you need to do. There's some things that you got all the knowledge. You got all you paid attention. You got all the knowledge. You just ain't done nothing about it. Watch this. Jesus says, 
I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me. It's Jesus talking, by the way. Uh, listens to my teaching. Watches, listens, and follows it. Say, do-do. This is what it's like to follow it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep. You have depth in your life when you do, by the way. Not when you know it. A lot of people, some of the people have changed my life with the information they gave me. They just didn't live it and practice it on their own and they had no depth. They knew it all. They just ain't doo-dooed about it. They ain't done nothing about it. And lays foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because why? It is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground, the sand, the emotions, the anxiety, the bad habits, the hurt. You get so far ahead of yourself, you, you don't do, your problem ain't moving. It's making a million moves out of straight emotion without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. Luke 11, Jesus says, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God. And what? Say, read that with me. Put it into practice. Jesus said, watch, listen. You can watch, you can listen. You can learn. But you want to put your money where your mouth is. When you build your life on what I say, when you actually don't just, a lot of people love him, but do you trust him enough to do what he says and trust his word? And the thing is, he says, if you will do that, Life is going to hit you hard. Don't be surprised when it does. It's going to hit me hard. I know I got, if, if I live as long as I want to live, I'm going to have a lot more hard seasons ahead of me. But when you build your life on him and do what he says, a lot of people have a, have a uh, ignorance of the word. They don't even know what it is. They, they, you, know your, you, know your you know your tweets and you got one verse that you can bank your life on. If you will begin, but a lot of people, it's not ignorance. It's really, you just don't have the fortitude to do it. And he says, when life hits you hard, you will not sink and you will not be swept away. When you do what he says. When you make the better moves that are scary to make. If it's wrong, don't do it or stop doing it. Y'all ready for two plus two? If it's right, do it. If it's hard and right, do it. If it scares the hell out of you, but it's right, do it. Run at it. Walk away from it. I don't have to tell you what you need to do. You know it. The Bible clearly says the law of God is written on every man's heart. There's some things that you know exactly what you need to do. You know exactly what you need to stop doing. I just am up here to tell you if you will do it, your life will begin to be solid and you will have a firm foundation. And life and circumstances are always going to be hard, but you're going to change and your heart's going to change and it ain't going to shake you like it once did. But you got to start doing some stuff. You do. Not to earn God's love, to receive his love and build your life on it. God doesn't want anything from you. He wants everything for you. But do you trust him enough that what he says is not sketchy and, sh and flaky like all your exes? Like your parents. Do. Say it with me. Say do. Say do. Say it again. Say do. Do. So it's pretty simple. You don't have money. I'm, I, what I'm about to tell you is straight from scripture. It may not be my references, but if you want to come talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, I'll prove it to you. Uh, you don't have money, stop spending money. 
Don't go get another credit card because there's something you want and can't afford. Stop spending it. You want to lose weight? Calories in, calories out. Pretty simple. Uh, don't complain about your weight and your diabetes and your hurting back when you have a love affair with little Deborah. I'm a chubby guy up here preaching that really intensely. There's a reason. I'm smaller than I've been my whole life. You're like, well, dang, how big was your belly? If I showed you, if I look like I smell like cheeseburgers. If I showed you pictures. You know what I don't have in my house? The last six months since I'm smaller than I've ever been? Little Deborah's. Because if I have them, I'm going to eat them all. Angie's going to be like, hey, what happened to them little Deborah's I bought? They were gone the first day you bought them. It's like, it's like an alcoholic having, having liquor all in their house trying to be sober. I ain't trying to do that. I get you. So I'm not preaching at you. I, I get you. We do have some little Debras in the house, by the way. My baby girl loves me so much. We got a stomach bug a few weeks back. Remember when I preached like really sick up here? I wasn't sick. I was just weak. I didn't give anybody a stomach bug. Don't you dare try to accuse me of nothing. And if you hug me, hug at your own risk. I'm coming at you. You better push me away. Baby girl brought us a care package. All I asked for was Gatorade, chicken noodle soup. That was all I wanted. You know what? She brought me oatmeal pies, <laughs> M&M's. And I'm going to tell you, uh, we enjoyed most of them after we got better watching shows when we were weak but not throwing up. But I'm, still, I'm just saying, there's a few oatmeal pies left. And they're in the top of the cabinet that I'm so short that I'd have to get a stand to grab them, which I'm lazy. So I'm like, okay, that crack will stay there until it gets out of date. It's pretty simple. I didn't say it's easy. It's simple. You want to lose weight? You got what it takes to do it. You got all the knowledge you need. Do you got what it takes to do it? Because don't, don't complain about your blood pressure medicine making you feel weak and all that stuff if you're uh, 80 pounds overweight. I get it. I'm still overweight. I will always struggle with food because I never struggled with drugs and alcohol because I never tried it. But boy, I tried food And it was good. Oh, I'm about to hurt some people's feelings. Just know that this is straight from scripture. I, I love you. I got some people in here that you know for years you need to quit smoking. I'm just saying. They're like, he ain't never talked about cigarettes. Everybody's outside smoking out front. Yep, but I'm talking about it today. You need to quit smoking. If, it's the, if the next step for you right now is to quit smoking and you stop, don't stop smoking, you're going to pay a heavy price eventually. And I'm not talking about death. I don't preach fear. What I'm saying is you struggle with breathing. And you're never going to know just how beautiful and how much joy you can have with the life that you've already built until you can breathe better and the reason I thought of this example and you're like you're like oh but it's just my only stress relief try Jesus try Jesus and, and I didn't say trying for a day why don't you get up and seek his word instead of smoke seven packs of cigarettes because you hate your boss I'm just saying and I know that nicotine, I'm not downplaying addiction. My dad died of addiction. I get it. Trust me, I, got a, I had a front row seat for that, for, that, for that heartbreak. What I'm telling you is you, in the same way in relationships, you don't realize how light your life is until you no longer carry those things. You won't realize how much you missed out on until you're able to breathe. 
whether it's physical breath, emotional breath. There's a reason that the Bible, the word for Holy Spirit is pneuma, which means wind or breath. Because God wants us to breathe. When you have anxiety attacks, what do they tell you to do? Breathe because you can take control of your body. And some of you are like, I just want to be able to run with my grandson. Well, stop smoking and it'll probably, you may gain 30 pounds, but you'll be able to breathe. Because you'll start eating. Did you catch that right there? Stop. Stop. Man, stop, y'all. It, it's got nothing to do. I'm not, talk, it's not, I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about God wants so much more for you. And what you're praying for, God just says, do it. Do it. You're like, I just don't want any more drama in my life. You want two plus two? You're in relationships that require games. A couple weeks ago, this hit me. A lot of people's response, instead of walking away from toxic relationships, they tell me this. They say, well, I just got to learn. I love them, especially people that are family. They're like, well, they're my family. I just got to learn not to play games with them, not to play their game. I just want you to know that sounds good. That's dumb. That's not better moves. That's not, and I got to wait. Here's a two plus two, and I'll, you, I can show you in the Bible. Uh, but you talk to me one-on-one. I only got a little bit of time today. You go on a baseball field. You don't want to play, right? I just got to make up my mind. I can't play games. You go on a baseball field. You stand in the middle of a diamond, and you say, you don't have a glove. You hold your hands behind your back, and you say, I'm not going to play. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to get hit in the face of the junk with the ball, and it's going to hurt really bad because the way, that you not, the way that you don't play a game that you don't need to play is you walk off the team and away from the field. And I want you to know this, okay? I want you to know this because a lot of people don't preach this in a sensitive c- culture. I'm going to preach it more now than I ever have before, and I've always preached it a lot. But let me, let me tell you this. You think that you're going to change the relationship, but there's some relationships that are going to change you, and it already has, sweetie. There are relationships. Y'all, this is some of the most freeing things that has, gotten, that has helped me in years of my life, especially adult life. There are relationships that I am in today only because they changed. And there are relationships that I am no longer in because they didn't change. And I, can, I, I love you, but I'm not going to hate you when you're at my table when I can love you from a distance. Two plus two, say better moves. There are some things I've learned that are unpopular, that you may lose people, you may lose popularity, but if you don't make those better moves, life's going to manage you, not the promises of God. Say do. Say do. Say it with authority. Say do. Come to church. My God, come to church consistently. My God. We go, we'll pack the house one week and... It's like, man, where is everybody at? And, I, and people will text me and I'm like, come to church. You need to bring your kids to church more consistently than you do. And I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You know it. You just need to do it. If people reach out, I love church. I'm just having trouble getting there. Do. I know it's easier to watch online. But your kids, it has an impact on their life, a foundational impact. You remember what Jesus said? Those who build their life. Yet yeah, this affects them in ways you'll never know. Until later. Come to church. Come to church. The couch is cheap. I'm glad you're there online. But the couch is cheap every week. Come to church. Set the precedent for your family. Quit taking care of everybody else and take care of yourself. 
Man, there's so many people that they spend their whole lives, they can't even clean their house. Trying to help everybody else have a clean life, clean house, clean everything. Take care of your mental health. How about that? How about quit trying to save your husband and wife and save yourself? Because you're going to sink trying to save somebody that has the same promise of God as you have. But you're trying to take it, you're trying to take, you're trying to make a decision for you and them, and you're only responsible for you. Do. You hate your employer? My God, why are you acting so foolish and talking about everybody and being just as much of a gossip as the people that you hate gossiping? That's their field. They'll reap their seeds. But what you're doing is you're not planting bad seeds in their field. You're planting bad seeds in your field. And God says, if you want to build your life with a foundation, if you will do what I say, you will have a foundation. And as you grow day by day, life, circumstances, broken people will not shake you. The problem is you haven't done very much with what God has offered you. Say do. Do. You want to work extra out? Hey, you're in a season. You need to work extra hours. Go the extra mile. You do. Every harvest season starts with a plow season. All my younger people or my older people that you got in debt and you're trying to get out of debt, listen to me. You may have to work overtime. The Bible says you harvest what you plan. It does not say you harvest what you pray for. I love this verse. It says about Benjamin in the Old Testament. It says, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours the prey. In the evening, he divides the plunder. What that means is he hunted in the morning so he had something to eat in the evening. He hunted. You, we live in a society where there's, we can, we can, the whole world and everything we could ever want, we can see it in a picture, but you don't get that without working for it. It says Benjamin hunted and so he had something. So we live in a world where we want to divide and we haven't devoured. We want to have what our neighbor has, but we haven't worked for it. We want to be the boss, but we really haven't even been a faithful employee. And it says he devoured. I want to talk to my young people today. I hope I got some graduates at least watching this online at some point. I'm just saying. Young people, when did it say that he devoured? It says in the morning. When he's young, Luke Bryan was wrong when he said wisdom in your teens is a lot less fun. Love the song. That lyric is dead wrong. Wisdom in your teens and making better moves in your teens is a lot less frustrating, both now and later. You're like, oh, I'm just trying to have fun in my life now. Yeah, you're going to pay for that fun. Trust me, you'll pay for it. He's wrong. It says that Benjamin, what? He devoured in the morning, and that's why later on. So I want you to know, all my older people, I ain't trying to discourage you. You took ownership and, and found Jesus later. You took control of your life later. You, that's all great. I want you to know this. All my older people, because I know we got a lot of people that found Jesus here, and you're not 20 anymore. I want you to know the gospel's still true for you. The promise is still true for you. The process is too. God is not going to quicken the process because you were late to the party. You got to devour. You will not divide until you devour. You won't get anything if you don't work for it and go after it and do it the right way. We live in a culture where we get to see what everybody, that we see the potential right in front of us. We can see it everywhere, but we got to work for it. You got to trust God in seasons with nothing before he's going to give you something. He said those who are faithful in the little things will be given the greater. Say do. 
Say do. Say it one more time. Say do. Say do. Say do. Quit talking about it. Quit talking about what you can do, what you want to do, what you're going to do. 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 Lastly, adjust and adapt. Man, this is the biggest one for me. I, I added this uh, when I wrote this because I was like, yep, this is where I am. Solomon says, for everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. There's some things, there's some things that are not anymore for you. You need to recognize the things that are no longer. You know, recognize those things. There's some things that were good for last season that are not good for this season. And if you're not able to adjust and adapt, you're going to hurt yourself and those you love. I'm in that season in my life in several things that, that, that I will adjust because I've, I've learned that i got to fight for change for myself. But it's still not easy. There's some things that you need to learn to adjust and adapt. My kids, I love them, but my older three are older now. And I'm having to learn to mind my own business unless I'm invited to the business. And it is hard for me. It is hard for me. Connor, long before I was his pops, I was his pastor when he was in the fifth freaking grade. Makes me sick. Baby girl, man, that's like my girl, man. I'm, I'm her daddy, man. Pops, dad, that's my girl. She's getting married in October. That girl's going to be 23 in July. And they've always been so open to us. They come to us, and I'm thankful for that, and I want that to continue. But I've had to learn that I no longer get to invest, and I'm having to learn. I no longer get to invest unless I'm asked. And if I don't adjust, what's going to happen is I'm going to strain my relationship, and I'm not going to be as approachable because they know if they ask one thing, I'm going to give them the answer to everything. It's hard for me. I was their pastor. I was their, I've always, I'm their biggest fan. Me and their mama are always, to, we're ride or die with them. I had to learn to adjust, to adapt. If you don't learn those things, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. I'm not the same pastor I was two or three years ago. I don't pastor the same way I did two or three years ago. I'm not, the same will be true as we grow and as seasons change. Angie and I got married. Angie and I got married seven, Angie and I got married uh, over seven years ago now. Over seven years ago now. We are different people in so many ways. And we have had to learn to love and do life together from season to season and to be what the other one needs. And it changes constantly with the seasons. That whole, that ain't, you're not the man or woman I married. Well, that's marriage for you. People change. But do you change? You're like, I'm just the same person. What you see is what you get. Yep, it's going to be a hard knock life for you because your life isn't going to change because you're not willing to change. You've got to adjust and you've got to do. You've got to do. Say this with me. Say watch, listen, learn, do adjust, adapt. If you will do those things, I'm telling you, if you will apply this to your life, if you will apply this to your life, God will move in every part of your life. Everything you, if every part of your life you will apply this, he will move in at Catalyst Church. Shannon, 
uh, told me this week, and he's told me for months now, he said, Ben, now that the church is built back up, I want to remind you of what I wish I'd have done as I grew Southern Hills, which he grew in this building. He said, be, he said, nothing you don't already know, but I need to hear it. He said, be the pastor, be the leader, and be the church you want to be right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Right now. I know that Catalyst will continue to grow. But we're going to be the church we want to be right now. Not, no matter how big we get, we're going to be, we're going to be it now. We're going to be it now. You don't become a husband or wife on wedding day. You're either a husband or wife before you walk down an aisle or you're not. You need to be faithful at your job now. You need to be a, a better spouse now. Don't wait for your spouse to fix their problems. God, that's a recipe for disaster. And now. Will you say that with me? Say now. Whatever you're working towards, if you don't do it, if you don't do that right now, it won't happen. If you don't, if you don't choose it today, it's not going to happen tomorrow. That's where a lot of us miss it. We're believing for great things, but we're not doing it today. We're not. We're praying and begging God for it. We're not preparing for it. And that is what better moves are. Whatever you want to be, do it now. Do it now with a bad salary. Do it now making 20K a year. We'll see what God's got as you grow and do it now. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at imcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you, we care about you, and we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.